Hey, welcome to episode 112, although we don't mess with 12. Episode 112, we made a podcast back in the building. Cedar, go ahead and drop it. Sensi Dorsey. I'm pretty sure he said that last week, but you know what I'm saying? We made a podcast. Last week, Sensi Dorsey. Okay, all right. Uh, We made a... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we made a podcast, episode 112, at We Made a Podcast on all social media, We Made a Podcast.com. Up in the top, you can get the links to all social media. Still here. Mm-hmm. Still going. Mm-hmm. They thought we were going to stop, but I never stopped, like Future said. What, every, look, Caesar. once I ain't going to never stop. Although, although, oh, this is funny. So, although I did tweet this recently, we have uploaded every week... Sometimes more than once a week, especially cons- in the World Cup, consistently for over two years is actually twenty five months to the day because it is June twenty fifth. We started on May twenty fifth, two thousand seventeen. So twenty five months we have been uploading every week, and sometimes more than one a week. If that's love, I don't know what is consistency. If that's love, I don't off, know what is. I thought. Uh, but <laughs> we made a podcast.com I made a podcast uh, shout out to Dro the Gooner follow him on Twitter follow him uh, subscribe to his YouTube page he be going hard honestly I'm gonna keep it real with you I listen to Dro stuff I really love Dro's analysis I, me too I, like I'm not playing, I'm not playing, I don't even know how this is gonna sound right now like I like my analysis the most, <laughs> and then like I like your second. Like when you're going hard, you just said I like. I like my. my I like my analysis the most. Honestly, I do. Then then his is also like, it's. I mean, I'm kind of joking. Like, but it's like I can really like feel what he's saying. Like and he has really good analysis. You know, what I like about Joe too. Like he's actually like really knowledgeable. Like and yeah, like he goes he, he draws comparisons of like players from the past. When you're talking about someone for today, I can really respect that. Like that's someone who really knows their stuff, and I that's why I like Joe's recap. So I was, I was watching some of his Copa America ones too. So he, he goes, yeah, on. no, Joe's dope. And then also check out Tiki Talker podcast that just uh, uploaded for the first time in a bit uh, yesterday, talking about Women's World Cup. I haven't finished listening to the episode yet, but um, they're they're going hard too. Make sure you subscribe Tiki Talker podcast. And make sure you subscribe to We Made a Podcast. And make sure your mama subscribed and your daddy and your girlfriend and your boyfriend and your Just grab their side and shorties and then your friends and then your cousins and your second cousins and your third cousins. Third, all no, them. I don't want third. And your, your preacher or your, your rabbi or your imam and whoever. Bible study teacher. Everybody. Make sure they're subscribed to We Made a Podcast. Your bus driver. Worldwide. We just got our first download in Morocco. Um... We're going to be talking about a lot of important stuff today. We're also going to be doing some really fake NBA analysis. And I got something else about that, too, that I didn't tell you yet. But it's going to be good. But, Caesar, we got my favorite tournament going on, Copa America 2019. Um, I've been watching plenty games. I did watch Uruguay versus Japan. It ended 2-2. I am not going to go through all the game. But you did watch that, too, right? Yeah, because um, you were trying to hate on the, that penalty that Cavani won. Yeah, that was a penalty, sir. Okay, uh, that was light one, light one. Nah, penalty. that dog. Did you see Cavani made contact with the ball and it followed through? That dude's stud was like, "Pow!" You know that hurt so much. Mm-hmm. Nah, you're not feeling it. I, I, I like really Cavani's like, not a diver. 
He's not. But, he, but he'll die. He still he still will get it cracking. I hope so. He'll, yeah, he'll be, be a pro. I, exactly. Thank you. Thank you. A professional <laughs> player got to die, sir. Like you need to do this. <laughs> we're trying bit. to win. I know you got like this moral thing, but we're nah, trying to you win. Gotta win. We're to, trying to you, win chips here. You, you gotta if you can't dive off a of no contact, but you can get it cracking. You can sell off a, a foul. Bit. Absolutely. Thank sell you. Sell a foul, please. Caesar with the bar. If you're a professional, you gotta sell it. <laughs> you dog. gotta sell it. Yes. Foul. You gotta do it, bro. Yeah, being He's, tough. Being tough doesn't win you. Win you. You don't get penalties because I'll be more. I'll be more mad if you tried staying up when someone cleated you in the back in the penalty box and you going down. I'll never forget Loic Remy when he was on Chelsea. He got fouled in the box and he stayed up. And I was like, "Yo, dog, what are you doing?" He got fouled hard. Like it was like a if he would have just fallen down to a penalty. And I remember Thomas Rogan saying, or or maybe it was Gary Bailey. I can't remember saying like, "Yo, you got to go down." One time, one time Chicharito did that on Real Madrid, and Ronaldo was like screaming at him. Yo, big facts. Because he was like trying to like really get that goal, and he like basically had someone like fall over his back, and he stayed up. Like, no, and I was like, you gotta you gotta lay flat. Yes, <laughs> you and, gotta go and cry. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta you gotta roll. We got like that time Marcelo he got shot. You you were concerned. You're like, is he okay? You look like it was like you saw like your family member I injured. I feel bad because we're so off topic, but I would never forget it was Real Madrid versus PSG. <laughs> Marcelo gets the foul and he's holding his arm like this. Like I thought just it was broke. over. He, the, yo, he screams. He, one ear. he screams so loud. I heard it through the TV. He's like, ah, ah, and he's playing. And like thirty seconds later, I never liked a Brazilian after that. <laughs> I was like, you know, there was a cutoff. I was like, I got issues with Caesar after Marcelo did. <laughs> my, I, my yeah, dude. sorry, bro. Sorry. Um, anyway, Uruguay did um, <laughs> draw Japan. Japan played really well in that game. Um, I thought that they were gonna. Um, I thought that I thought they did a really good job changing their formation. They they brought in uh, Ozusaki. Is it Osaki from uh, uh, Leicester? Oh, yeah, yeah, that guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's re- he was really. I, it's not about him scoring. I thought his hold up play was really good. Yeah, he he created dangerous opportunities. It's better than those two young guys they had mm-hmm. in the game. But last one, they, yeah, they no. looked a lot better. Okasaki is a, a bit more of a like trying to trying to like do it. He he like he's basically more physical too. Yeah, he basically missed all his chances for the most part. But, but like he was doing yeah. his thing though. But but sometimes like. It that's that's like sometimes it's still good that his presence is mm-hmm. there and he provides a different something to be worried about. He's missing. He was but the tough. defense is worried though. Yeah, for sure. Um, the, Japan they first, didn't have hold up play last game. They had a hold up play not. this time. Japan's first goal in twenty fifth minute. It was unfortunate because Luxalda got hurt. He had pulled a hammy. Like, oh, I don't know if he pulled a hammy, but he got hurt. Like, in the kind of play before. And he didn't come off, and like that guy ran past him. Down yeah, I remember was, that he like went. And, and he it, went down. I was like, oh yeah, he's hurt. It, it, but then like he's kept playing, and that guy went past him, and he was like came off right after. It's like, dog, you should you kind of cost you. You got to get out. You got you to come down. Yeah. you got to you got to come out. That was like very like young young man. Chill, yeah, I mean you understand like you want to keep you want to see if you can kind of yeah, but, like, off, but like, like you got he, he got ate up right there. Yeah, yeah, the, absolutely. I mean, Musar kind of could have and should have saved that because it was near post, but um. Anyway, the game ended 2-2. Obviously, uh, Japan is out of the Copa America. We're going to get into um, some quarterfinal previews in a little bit. Um, Caesar, we did have also the game where I was never gone harder for a Middle Eastern team in my life. Argentina versus Qatar. Oh, yeah, I was going hard, too. The only reason is because Messi said that they don't, they're not contending for the title. So I'm like, well, then I want you out of there. <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah, Argentina did end up winning 2-0. Um, Lauturo is it Lauturo Martinez? Mm-hmm. Um, he's, he scored in the fourth minute. Um, 
I I did. Oh, that was that uh, play uh, coming out the back. That dude like passed it right to him. I was like, investigate, investigate that. What's up with Argentina getting these hookups in these in these games where they can go out? What's up with that? Ecuador 2006, 17, 16 <laughs> or whatever, and uh, the, like the last game of the qualifiers, and also this daggone play, he kicked it right to him. The deep deep YouTube bam over here. I was like, what's the deal, yo? Um, yeah, <laughs> but I I think it was just like that that Sergio that I'm sorry that's Kuna Guerra goal was just like it like that Kuna Guerra goal to me in the second half in eighty second minute. Sleeping. That was like the most like oh like hey like that guy's really good and then you guys are just like not that level like he just kind of showed how world class oh, yeah, he is yeah, I'm like, damn. I was like well he's really fucking good like yeah. you can't Watch even teach you how to stop that you can't stop it like no, it's no, just too can. much <laughs> um, I, in the 42nd minute I put like okay that Lachelso yellow might mean that DiBala might get his first minutes in the third <laughs> game he? of the tournament he did he came on the 76th minute um, I didn't recognize him out there I didn't yeah see he's him. the one that gave that pass to uh, Kunaguro when Kunaguro ran down oh, and that goal from the midfield so I never see it. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it was where like it was like, two people. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't like an assist, yeah. but he's the one that got it to him. Mm. Um, he probably walking around saying he got the assist though. <laughs> they might have came. Probably to like, him. yo, y'all saw the pass I gave Cone. <laughs> that? I feel like that's grounds to like be like shut, shut up <laughs> in the locker room. He's like, yo, y'all see that pass for the Cone? Then someone was like, who? <laughs> but um, no one said that on the <laughs> um, They're like, yeah. yeah. They did. They did win two zero, and now they're in the quarterfinals. Uh, Colombia beat Paraguay to go three and zero in the group stages. Um, they beat Paraguay one zero. Colombia looks really, really good. They looking strong. I didn't watch that game, but mm-hmm. um, also then um, the last game of the tournament. Well, I guess it was the last game. Uruguay played Chile. Um, Chile. I'm sorry. Uruguay won one zero. My cable was like rebooting during the whole match until like the last 10 minutes. I only got to see the last 10 minutes of the game. Um, but I did notice that Chile has another black guy, but he's, he's Brazilian. Um, something Fernandez. I forgot. Um, I thought, Gilson? No, I thought, I, I thought I wrote it down. Can be Gilson. Um, but yeah, his, he, they got, a, they got another Sell black out. guy other than, uh, uh, B- all the black people play for Chile are from Chile. No, but I guess they might have grown up there. But uh, but yeah, that guy's one day. He's a he's a forward. He plays uh, in Turkey somewhere. Anyala Spor. I don't know. Jesus. And um, but yeah, Cav- talk about Cav- deep recruiting. C- Cavani got that really <laughs> dope header. I know you did. You see it? Yeah. He don't want to give no love. You know it was fresh. It was really good. Cavani's <laughs> playing really good this tournament. He's, he's doing well. He's really good. Uh, oh, They're having a good tandem up there up top. For sure. Oh, but it was really good. okay. So he got that goal in the eighty second minute. I, I really, I literally started watching in like the eightieth minute, like the seventy ninth minute. He got that goal in the eighty second minute. You know what's funny to me about these games? Hmm. I'm, I'm mad. I watched like Uruguay the second most. Uruguay like the second most. <laughs> and I'm like watching now. Every time I watch the game, I'm like, wow. You can really tell how long Luis Suarez and Cavani have been playing together. Oh yeah. You yeah, can tell like it's literally probably been like a decade. Yeah, <laughs> like they've been playing together for a long time. In that in that like, hardcore four four two. Yeah. They, they've been doing that for so long, like they're the mo- and that's like the perfect tandem up top for like a four four two. Oh yeah, like because you know Suarez not trying to run run for mm-hmm, real for mm-hmm. real. So you know like they have Cavani. Cavani's a hustler, so it's oh, perfect. Yeah. Um, it was really funny because uh, Cavani got that uh, goal. It was a nice cross by Jonah Rodriguez. Mm-hmm. Um, he kind of looks like Blake Griffin a little bit. In the 85th minute, it was really funny. Uh, Cavani like kind of got the ball and he's like trying to like kick it across the field, kind of switch the play a little bit. That ball went so far out of bounds. It was hilarious. I was like, watch Chile score off that. It's going to be all your fault. Change the whole rhythm. Yeah, it was really fun. I was like, that's such a Kicking bad Kicking into the bleachers. He threw, kicked it so far. I'm like, yo, dog. Like, Cassandra's is running for it. He's like, 
God. And then, and then in the 89th minute, Cavani tried some shot from like outside the box. It was like he kind of like got it off his knee, his thigh, and like tried to shoot it. It flew so far away from the goal. And then he tried to look at Suarez like, oh, I'm trying to pass it to you. Like, I'm like, you're black. I'm like, you're black. <laughs> He like they should. He kind of like he's like he's like. Oh, I'm trying to. I'm oh trying my to, bad. I'm like, trying to get that to you. I, was, I thought you was running. I did so much of Sunday League. That's <laughs> for you, my bad. <laughs> but yeah, uh, uh, sorry. Uruguay won one zero, and they went top of the group. Um, so we have the quarterfinals of the Copa America. Well, let's get into these matchups. We got on Thursday. Oh, this is gonna suck. But um, Thursday is a Brazil versus Paraguay. I'm not going to be able to watch it because of the Democratic uh, Party debates. Telemundo is showing the debate, and they're not showing the game. You have a login to your laptop to watch it on ESPN+. Plus. Okay, well, let's do it after the show. Okay, I'll give it to you. Uh, don't ever, ever. I'm still going to end up watching on Telemundo. I don't want to hear ESPN coverage. Okay, just um, mute it. I'm going to watch on Telemundo other than this game. <laughs> anyway, so we got Brazil versus Potiguar. We got Brazil... <laughs> Um, they're playing Thursday first quarter final, first quarter mm-hmm. final match. Brazil scored the most goals in the group stage, eight goals, zero against. Okay, um, although they did have what I want to call the cupcake group, cupcake group, and they have the cupcake quarterfinal. Mm-hmm. Brazil got two points in three matches, and but they had a negative one goal differential, and Japan had a negative four. So Paraguay advances. Um, but yeah, Brazil's had the cupcake uh, tournament so far. You said that three times. Yeah, cupcake tournament, cupcake group in the We're cupcake quarterfinal. Let's go. Yeah, you're advancing. Let's go off that zero zero draw. Well, at least really. you know Brazil's good to get out of a group. Um, Brazil's good to get out of a group. This is true. Okay, Caesar. Um, really quick before we get into the rest of the quarterfinals, though, um, I I want to say the Dunga Copa America. I don't think we made it out of the group. Oh, we lost first round. Wait, we 2016 did, or 15? The Dunga one. I, 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 I feel like we did, we did really bad, though. Nah, y'all got out the group, I'm sure. Did we? Because yeah. I remember at his end of his spiel, I think he lost like three in a row, and I was like almost like tied for a national team record. I don't know. But <laughs> I, was I, like, I was like, yo, did we just lose almost three in a row? I got to look it up. I'm probably all it, wrong. It could but. be qualifiers, too. Mm. Uh, if, when it, yeah, he was doing pretty bad qualifiers, and then Chichi came in and won yeah, like, every and single one. Crazy, yeah. Chichi's um, like, Brazil record is stupid right now. Okay, Caesar. <laughs> one um, loss in his whole career. That's crazy. Okay, Caesar. Um, I'm, I'm reading this article the other day about um, how Brazilians are falling out of love with their distant and expensive football team. It was an interesting article they're talking about like um the tickets for the prices, um, how like you know there there's other things talking about how like Brazil's playing a lot of friendlies and stuff out of the country. Um so the teams are so the the fans, like the Brazilian fans are not really like feeling that connection. And they're saying also that a lot of since Brazil's league becoming like a selling league the players don't really, the stars don't stay in Brazil very long. I mean, we've seen that with Vinicius Jr. and Rodrigo. Yeah, but I've seen Brazil, there's Brazilians coming back. Yeah, but they're, I imagine they're old. No, I mean, don't, don't, Gabigol, don't Gabigol, Gabigol came here. But he ain't a star, though. You know, I mean, he's a pretty big name. He's a yeah, known he, name in Brazil. He got star eyebrows. Um, star boy. Hey. Um, but um, I, I don't know what you've heard about that since you got I alleged, absolutely agree. Uh, I mean, alleged the big issue with Brazil is like, especially with the top team, it's more corporate based. So it's like, they mm. really like to adhere to the elites. Yeah, so that's they, what they're talking they, about they, too. They, they, they feel like they make more money because the fandom pays more to watch Brazil 
outside of Brazil because they feel like, oh, it's not, it's this is Brazil. Like, yeah. I'm over here in Japan. Like, this is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, so they want to spend money to see Brazil. Yeah. And then when they come to Brazil, they want to keep meeting that same price point. And mm-hmm. Brazilians are obviously not going to be able to pay that. Like, I... All the lower bowl, all the games in the world on the Copa America, all the lower bowl had hell empty seats. If you zoom out the camera, Caesar, it's, if you it's zoom, insane. But yeah, it's crazy. Zoom out the, the camera, the top is full. It's what popping up there. Like, because the lower bowl is so expensive. It was just like when I went to the World Cup. In the World Cup, like the lower bowl was having such a hard time filling up in the beginning. That's ridiculous. But then the top was popping, dude. It was really oh, actually, weird. That's where the party was, where y'all were saying all those slurs. It's fun. <laughs> y'all I mean, yeah, absolutely. Don't repeat them, please. Viado? Uh, <laughs> Why would you do that when we're trying to be... They don't even know. (laughs) There's four listeners in Bangladesh. Here we go. Um, Anyway... So you so you're agreeing that, that that there's a bit of disconnect. Absolutely. The team. Ever since they brought, ever you think since, if they win this, honestly, Copa, it'll keep, bring I'm gonna it keep it real. I'm gonna keep it real. Ever since the Lula thing ended, the the things were like kind of like get, the tickets were super expensive. Like, what do you mean the Lula thing? Well, Lula was the one that kind of got the bid for the World Cup to come to Brazil, oh, yeah, yeah. and he was in the beginning of the construction of it. But then he was gone before the construction was completed. So uh, out of presidency, oh, Dilma, Dilma was there. Yeah, Dilma was there. So there was the tickets were always super expensive. Not that they had any control of that, but. Yeah, yeah. But during, I don't know if it didn't do it, but they did do different pricing for Brazilians mm. during the World Cup. So, like, Go. if you had Brazilian citizenship, like, we it paid a different price. And yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Like, it was, I think, half the price of international ticket prices. Mm-hmm. So, that is cool. That's and that's what they should be doing also for Copa America. It should be international versus domestic. They might be doing it, but it's probably still, like, egregious. I have all kind of family in Salvador who love going to games. They go to Bahia games, like, regularly. Like, they go to Bahia games, but they do not go to Copa America because it's just too expensive. Like, wow. it's totally different pricing. Yeah, that's crazy. It's a shame, too, because, like, like it, it adds to the atmosphere. It adds to the atmosphere, but I think their idea is, like, well, it's okay if they don't come because, you know, it's we have to hire less security and the money is cheaper. So they the don't care. The money's in TV. The money's in TV. They don't make... Just like they talk about, like... Any kind of events and concerts, they don't make as much money from the gate. They make more money from TV and yeah, viewership. advertising and stuff like that. That's Sucks, man. That's why it's, they should just do like they do for um, uh, uh, basketball and just like show no lights, <laughs> no lights shining and a bleed. Just make it all black and let them play yeah. on the field. You know where I learned? Like the Lakers kind of do. I learned about that, like the price, like how um, it's more of TV rights than like stadium rights from uh, Susan Faludi book who is a, she's a feminist writer I learned from literally the opposite I learned that from uh, UFC <laughs> there you go because one time they're like oh only 7,000 we sold they're like yeah we only sold uh, 900,000 in the gate but then you're like yeah but they're getting they're getting guaranteed 500,000 pay-per-view buys and well, that's like astronomic number you said 900,000 at the gate or 9,000 9, at the gate okay, like, you wilding out tickets sold 9,000 okay, you said 900,000 you wilding out now, I meant nine hundred thousand dollars made. Like, oh, oh, gotcha, made gotcha. At the gate is nothing compared to like if if five one thousand pay per view sell. That's fifty dollars each already. Like that's a lot of money. <laughs> Do Caesar know what he's talking about over here or what? I'm just saying. Like, check make, out Caesar on Fistic Arts Podcast though with Jeff Wall of Tiki Talker Podcast. Yeah, we did the last two episodes. Then. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. They over there going hard. I haven't listened to the latest one yet, but I will. Just just kind of like not know what y'all are talking about. Anyway, Brazil versus Paraguay Cupcake Quarterfinal fourth time. I wish it was Brazil or Japan. Yeah, that'd be dope. Um, because Japan has the second most uh, uh, Japanese people. Brazil has the second most Japanese people. I, can't keep Japan. Right now. Huh. I was really excited to see the Japan debut in, in, in Sao Paulo. 
and they did the first game in Sao Paulo on purpose, and mm. it was like, shit was like hell empty. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I'm like, yo, it's too expensive. <laughs> Even the Japanese people there can't afford They're it. They're like, no, I'm good. I have TV. They're like, no, I'm good. We like baseball. They're like, I have TV. They're like, we like baseball. Um, okay. We also have Venezuela versus Argentina. <clears throat> Venezuela coming in off of a five-point group. Don't be looking over here. Uh, Venezuela coming off a five-point group stage. Argentina coming off a four-point group stage. Now, Caesar, people were going to be thinking like, oh, man, Venezuela, Argentina. Venezuela got no shot. You all right? I'm good. Um, But let me, I did a little research. You know and how I do. What was that last win? Uh, okay. <laughs> Look at this guy. Always got to be, what is this guy doing? Prepared. Anyway, um, going back to the qualifiers, the World Cup qualifiers, which is the last time these two, uh, like the Condom Bowl teams, like were competing against each other. Venezuela did not lose to Argentina. They uh, drew them twice in the World Cup qualifiers, although one was with Messi and one was without Messi for Argentina. But um, Messi didn't score in the game. Well, that he one, was in. one was he, he was retired probably. I guess. Uh, but one of them was 2-2, one of them was 0-0. For qualifiers, um, he must have been retired. <laughs> so Argentina, I mean, Venezuela plays Argentina well recently. Then he won uh, 3-1? Who? I think the last match, Venezuela won 3-1 against Argentina. I want to say the last match was, was it friendly? Yeah, oh, that friendly. Yeah, I don't, I'm not really counting. I know, the but friendly. I think they won three one. Yeah, so I'm not really counting. Though. I'm not really counting the friendly. I know you don't personally, but like the last time they were like competing in like an actual tournament was the qualifiers. Although I know I know that was a long time ago, mm-hmm. but um, Venezuela has a track record recently of playing hard against Argentina, so we don't really know. They, they actually played pretty hard against just the top tier. Yeah, uh, they held Brazil with goalless. They're the only team. Honestly, Venezuela has been pretty annoying to play against. Mm-hmm. Like Venezuela's annoying. Either they're easy to beat or they really make you work for it. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're a tough team. You know, they're yeah. playing for a lot. And mm-hmm. they beat uh, America ass, too. Yeah. And they, they have, like, that Ronda dude does his thing up there. He's annoying to Ronda, yeah. He's a good player. He, play, he plays guy. for the PL, yeah. yeah. Um, he played for Newcastle last season. Yeah. Um, we also have Colombia versus Chile. Yes, uh, oh, sorry. We got Sosa plays for Newcastle. Who? Who Boy, plays? Keesum. Yeah, Keyson Union. Yeah, he yeah. Does really <laughs> um, I watched them their last game against uh, Liverpool. I watched their game against Liverpool, hoping <laughs> that Newcastle will pull it out. Um, Chile versus Colombia. Um, I wrote down that Chile's looks decent. Like they don't look like 2015, 16 Chile, they but, hold their own but they're looking they're looking pretty good. And they, even even Alexis does look terrible. He's like, no, he does um, I didn't get to see most of that game against um, Uruguay, but. I was kind of like following it on mm-hmm. Twitter, and they were saying that Chile had a lot of chances. Uruguay just oh. kind of like a, a really tough defense. On ESPN Plus, all the games are able to watch anytime, so oh, yeah, like I, right. I rewatch them all. You're, so, you're a goon. Yeah, so I was when I watched the the Chile Uruguay game, I'm like, oh, like like Alexis Sanchez is not like awful. He's doing fine. No, like, he's, he's just doing his thing. He's it, fine. It's funny that we we've said that before, like how he turns up for the national he team, likes but it. like and for men, you he really like he yeah. really like he like he's like yelling at people. He's like yeah, going he hard. Well. I'm like, you're really trying to do this. Yeah. Um, but I put that Chile looks decent, not as good as they have in the past. But Colombia is looking strong and they determined. They look, but they look strong, just like really just strong. They, they look in great shape. Yeah, they look, they look determined. You know, you know, you know what it They're is. Unafraid. I think it's across the board if you really think about it, because I think there's a notion if you think about that team, even from the top two players, like let, who, who would you let's say Hamas are the top players. Let's say they are okay. They're both guys who also feel like they have something to prove. Absolutely. And that resonates in the team of players who are not big names no. and also feel like they have something to prove, too. Absolutely, yeah. So when you have that entire atmosphere, unlike mm-hmm. Argentina, where there's a guy who doesn't feel like he has anything to prove and is already saying that it's, it, they're not a favorite, like, that attitude, like, say what you want. Attitude is everything in a locker room. 
people don't really know. Like, it's everything. One person can affect the whole room. Absolutely. Especially when it's your main guy. It really, like, it really is like a, a cloud. And when you have your players who are, like, the best players on the team. Fired fighting, up. determined, like, really want to win. Even Falcao, like, he has something to prove, too. Yeah, he has something to prove. He mm-hmm. wants to, he, 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 I know he probably has so many sleepless nights about missing the World Cup with mm-hmm. the ACL and his battle back from playing, playing at Chelsea and Man U Missing Copa America, too. Missing Copa America, like, he, he, and th- that year he was on, too. Like, he was killing it before that ACL tear. Mm-hmm. You know, and he feel like he wants to do something for his country before he retires. It's like giving, like, giving something, you know, in his time there. And, and you know, you know, Squared or Cuadrado, like, really, feel, like, Think about it. When that first match happened and that first half Colombia had, like that attitude, if you like that, that carries across the whole tournament if you keep doing it. And Absolutely. Just watching Cuadrado there in that first half of the Argentina game, I was like, yo, like they in came the to mid- fucking play. You dropped a lot of F-bombs today. I dropped one. No, the, you, you dropped one earlier. Don't ever flex on me. I listen to you. Um, Cuadrado was in that, <laughs> in that midfield getting busy that first game. I don't care about this face you're making. Oh, I, Watch the video on YouTube so you can see the face he made. Uh, <laughs> that face right there. Oh, <laughs> he loves that. Um, anyway, what you drinking on? Colombia versus Chile. That's that's going to be like, that's kind of the most exciting game for me. Like, I'm very excited like, for this. Two teams that like, Chile is like... Chile isn't the best, but Chile's not one to like roll over and get destroyed. No, like, because honestly, like, I thought they were going to beat Chile. Uruguay. Chile just in the story, they're fighters. Like, they go hard, yeah, and, and that, that matchup, well. that matchup is really fun. Yeah, that's going to be. That's a really fun matchup. Yeah, like I, that's the one. Like, like if somebody's going to mm-hmm. call it, you're going to call Brazil. You might call Argentina and Uruguay, Peru. You might go, call Uruguay, but you can't call the, uh, Chile, Colombia. Like, like we you know if we're talking about previewing the playoffs, you know. Brazil, I think that they're when they have that Paraguay matchup, that's really where they gotta like get it honed in. Like that rhythm. Paraguay they got, beat them in 2011. They scored. Wow, get random. Tell me something a million years ago. Literally, like Ronaldinho was there back then. Um, <laughs> Thiago Silva missed a penalty. Oh, dude, I don't care. He was in Milan back then. So like, you know, we're talking about Brazil, and they they had a great game last against not a very strong team, obviously. So if yeah, you're cupcake, if, yeah, if they're able to bring that over, to bring that over that success and like how the feeling, whatever feeling they have inside, maybe Richardson's out, Richardson's out there balling. If they bring that into the matchup, by the way, they can keep a rhythm going because they need all the rhythm they can get. I don't know why we're talking about Brazil again. No, I'm just saying, like, especially when you're before they come across like in a Colombia because oh, oh, yeah, that's yeah. a team that's on. And for right now, that's a favorite, like for Absolutely. sure. Like I got them, like for sure, based on like playing how yeah, they played. Sure. Yeah, they're they're, 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 they're on their shit. Like honestly. Um, Uruguay versus Peru is the other quarterfinal. Uh, uh, Peru dropped three on Bolivia, um, but then they got five put on them by Brazil. Do you watch that game? Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't see it. Um, Uruguay just kind of looks like Uruguay. <laughs> like, it's not really that crazy. Um, Jefferson Farfan is out. And um, yeah. so, I mean, so I don't know. Good. Peru, you can't sleep on Peru. Obviously, Futures, uh, obviously Futures said off that Mali and that white just like Peru. And also, Futures said... <laughs> Drug houses looking like Peru on mask off. I think that the biggest thing is that Peru in the last match, like, like I think maybe 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 stats wise, like Jefferson Farfan doesn't really show how effective he is, but I think in the game he's really important to that team. Like he he's really good with the ball. Like he makes things happen. Anytime you have someone that can dribble and control the ball, that can control a game for you. Smart player. He he was linking up with uh, Guerrero, who's a baller, super baller. Um, came off that drug suspension in Brazil, playing for Flamengo. How old um, is he? Like forty nine. Okay, so he's a, he's a baller. They have they, they work. What, well was, what was the suspension? They, they work. Bell, they suspension. Work. What was it for? Drugs. <laughs> drug houses 
looking like Peru, as Future said on Out of Time. <laughs> That's hey. the second time you said that literally. Like you said dress suspension. Did you had to bring my... up the same lyric you said oh, earlier? Oh, my bad, that was mask off. <laughs> out of time. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Um, but I think that, especially with Farfana, I think they're kind of deflated. They didn't bring up that young uh, winger they have, Yuri Reyna. They didn't bring him. What so. the hell happened in the Brazil game? Why the hell they get five put on him? They got obliterated. Weberton was, he started again. He was so good. Swerverton was balling, dude. Young Swerverton. He was, was good balling. He really, honestly, he's, he's trying good. to go to Europe. He is. He, he's, trying he's trying to get trying, out. He's trying to get that bread. Those face tats, he's trying to get out. He got the tattoos of a straight criminal, though. Like, damn, dog. Are you he, trying to, he could, yeah, yeah, you gotta go. You trying to play a role, dude? <laughs> Um, but yeah, I'm excited for Copa America. Once again, Copa America is my favorite international it's tournament. It's going so hard. Are you going to watch any AFCON? Um, yeah, but it's still group stage. I tried to watch Benin Ghana. I was like, I can't do this. I love <laughs> myself, but I can't. Copa America is my first favorite tournament. My second favorite tournament is, is Cotton Bowl World Cup qualifiers. <laughs> That's it, that favorite. last one was so damn That's my good. second favorite tournament, okay. honestly. Really? Yeah. Mine is number one Cup America. No, number one World Cup, number two Cup America, number three UEFA Euros. Oh. Uh, playoffs, though. Not group stage, because I don't want to see I don't want to see um, uh, uh, Israel playing. Are you talking about the UEFA, like the Euros tournament? Yeah, the tournament. Not no. like the qualifiers for it. It's rough. No, I'm not trying to see like uh, Macedonia or whatever. Like, Give me condom bowls or Copa America and the qualifiers. Would you rather watch uh, uh, Gold, uh, Gold Cup? Or uh, Asian, Asian AFC one. by far. Honestly. I'd rather I'd rather watch, watch Qatar versus Japan final than absolutely seeing, seeing America versus Mexico. I don't care about that honestly. I you don't, don't care about that. No, I just want Mexico to win. Like that's it. Me too. I don't really care about it though. Honestly, you, like you know, what would be really cool. What the hmm. final was hmm. Gold Cup. It'd be really cool if it was America, uh, Mexico versus Canada. Yeah, honestly, I'm I'd be more excited. To be hosted, if Canada was it was good. like yeah, they're getting better though. They're they're working on it. All right, they're okay. working on it. <laughs> All right. Um. They're working on it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay, Caesar, um, let's talk about some um, Women's World Cup. Yes. I did see. Did you watch the last game? What games did you watch? I watched Brazil. The Brazil game was really good. It went to double overtime. I went to overtime. Yeah, they lost. They um, did, but it was a really good match. I, I just watched USA versus Spain. Okay. Um, that's the only game I watched. That was a good game. I did, too. You watched it? Yeah. Um, okay, let me say a few mm-hmm. things that I have. Um Rapino is is I, I've said this two years ago that she's the best American player in my opinion, male or female. Um, Lavelle, she reminds me of Messi so much. It's like, insane. Like, it's she's really like insane. Messi. Like yeah. she's literally like Messi. And that's and I saw that They're, the first game against Thailand. I was like, okay, it's Thailand, whatever. But this game, <laughs> I'm like, she had a pass to um, Rapino on a shot where Rapino uh, shot it with her left foot. The goalie saved it. it looked like it might have been going out of bounds though. I just. Cut through just like everything this past Olympics. Like if I had a word to describe her, she's silky. Oh, like yeah. she's, she's silky. literally like messy. Her, her, and that chick from Netherlands is like that. Okay, uh, uh, they're both like they both have that really like crafty style. Like and especially with their passing and movement, I'm like oh, you're a baller. Let's say woman. Um, in the twentieth minute, I wrote. Uh, <laughs> okay, this is what I wrote. Tell me, Caesar. This is actually a question for you. Let me look at your uh, uh, soldier watch. Bust the soldier watch out. The soldier watch. Y'all see, I hit all my, my activity goals today. I'm full. My, my rings are closed. Look at the rings closed. This dude's like a weirdo. Caesar, here's my question. What year? Caesar, what year? Yeah, rings are closed. Caesar, what year oh, well. will 
the men's national team, the U.S. men's national team, be able to play like the women's national team? What year is, will that happen? Or will it ever happen? I think that the way it's going right now, it's not going to ever happen if this is the track we're going to do in. So it's if, never, we're on a, if we're on a pace where you're still assigning a Columbus crew manager as the top of the guy, and these are the decisions you're making, you're getting some dude named Ernie Stewart as a general manager, and you got a Goldman Sachs guy running it, you're never going to get that I going. I thought Ernie Stewart was a NASCAR driver. I, I, he might be also. Um, uh, like... Uh, if that's what's going on, whatever, I don't know. Is it Ernie Stewart? Now you're I'm, I'm joking. I think it I, is. It might he's be. also a soccer player. He look, he could be a NASCAR driver if you if you have one that was black. So uh, uh, he's black, ain't he? He is. Yeah, but they also have black NASCAR driver there too. Um, I just heard about that. Um, uh, so wow, lost. Never, track. never. You saying never? Never what? They're never going to be able to play like the women's national team. I, I, if the thing is, is you can't you can't predict something unless you have concrete. If you have concrete evidence that you're making a, a, but but how do I know they won't burn out from the investment by then? What if they're just like we're not we're, we already spent too much on this? It's not turning out. We're just going to let it ride itself. Okay, here's the thing. The women's national team. This is what I put in the twentieth minute. Why? Why? Why, why? Okay, listen, listen. No, before you go. So so let's keep it real. This is an honest question of a. So, 2002 World Cup, America made it to the quarterfinals. Okay. Okay? 2002. Okay. 2002 they did. I heard that. It's 2019. It is. I'm They aware. missed out on the previous World Cup. Big fact. The, the, the scale was like, uh, 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 uh. So, where have you shown, if there was a development, if America was always not qualifying, then started so making precise. it to group stage, and then started like developing or getting there? No. You haven't had that. You've had this really inconsistent thing and decisions being made, such as in MLS. It's not MLS has never been making investment towards growing the youth in America and bringing them to the United, making them better. They're they're not doing promotion relegation. They have a weird system with the with the mafia up top. You're not showing me anything that constitutes a development towards your players getting better at a young level and developing into actual like stars. So you're saying there's no way? No, to I don't see that happening. Okay, I gotta it, see something happening before I just throw twenty forty okay. out there. Okay. The, the reason why I say that is because chill out with them looks, yo. The reason why I say that is because in in the twentieth minute, I wrote that the U.S. Women's National Team right now is playing better in this season than PSG did, than Real Madrid did, than Barcelona did, and like. 20 times better than Manchester United. They're really good. Like, the way they play football is better than Clean. those teams played this they play, season. They, you, know, they, you know what they do? Like, whatever about their athleticism. They're really intelligent. Well, they're all very athletic, No, no. Too. I'm saying, like, but they're really intelligent. Yeah, the, the, the way You can have all the athleticism in the world, but if you have the right coaching and tactics and players have intelligence, that's the, a cohesion that's just, like, really rare to see. Especially at the men's level in America, we don't see that at all. Not even close. So what I'm saying is, like, the women's national team, like, where, the the way they're playing right now, like, peak? you can't get better than that. You think like, that's a peak? What you watch on the pitch, like, it's just... Impeccable. Yeah. It's almost like when we were watching Chile in the 2015 Copa America or 2016. They're just on. It just looked. Just it, it, it was ridiculous. Yeah. Or like. Brazil. Or like the. Oh, uh, Brazil. Okay, this is like before the Iraq War, but um, also like, <laughs> also like um, watching like Real so. Madrid at their peak when they was winning like those um, Champions Three. Leagues and like Barcelona when um, Neymar was there with uh, Xavi. Uh, I'm sorry, with Iniesta too. Yeah, it was just like yeah. or the other teams before that, I didn't or even see. The, the treble year they had with. The, yeah, the, the, I didn't see that obviously, but yeah, um, you did. You the recent one with the. Oh Neymar yeah, yeah, like, that's what I mean. That's what I mean. That was a ridiculous um, team. That's the way the U.S. Women's National Team plays. 
So you don't think the men's so if they can't ever advance really because they're like at the top, like you don't think the women's national team can ever get there like two thousand eighty men's. <laughs> yeah, the men's national team can they can they reach them in two thousand I mean, in three thousand. Whatever. Let's talk them? about a year that doesn't exist like twenty eighty. Like sure, <laughs> fine. Okay, cool. I mean, by uh, then we'll be they'll be kicking it in the moon. So whatever. <laughs> facts. Um, in the thirty something thirty, maybe they'll be I, better at zero G soccer. Okay, um, I put that Spain was playing actually kind of well in the U.S. Women's National Team. They were not much. like they were not like uh, scrubs. Like no, no, no. There was a point where the Women's National Team, U.S. Women's National Team, was uh, chasing them a bit. Um, That's what's funny about like the national. They the, they have that like for example, it reminds me of that J- Japan game, like um, the one that they lost in the final. It's like they had everything, but just like. Like the, a couple mistakes really started to eat them apart. Then they tried doing too much to get it. Like they start get away from their tactics yeah. and they start chasing exactly. around. Yeah, and I'm like, you're just making yourself tired. Like yeah. you're not doing things to like win. Yeah, which is a longer investment than just like quick stuff. Yeah. You know. Um. Yeah, and you can imagine when you're like that good, and then like the other team, you're not used you to get, teams matching your. It's level. frustration. Like, yeah, it, it builds. You just kind of like you panic a little bit. Yeah. Um. In the 71st minute, though, they did have that penalty called on them. I mm. thought that it was a weak call. Me I too. thought it should be rescinded when they went to VAR. I was like, that's just not a penalty for me, honestly. Um, I was like, Holly was saying that it is a penalty. I was like, I just don't think it's I a know, penalty. I know, Holly said it was studs up, but I yeah, was, I was like, like, look, like, look, I, I understand. And, like, the biggest thing I learned, I think, from watching replays in football, like National Football League, is that is the impression of live versus slow-mo. Yeah. Slow-mo is, like, great, but it's also a little extra. Yeah. And when I watch the slow-mo, I'm like, that, it didn't feel or look like that no. live and the and, thing and, about and important about really live call, a live call, it's of course good to see the foul, but it's important to feel it, like mm-hmm. feel the impact, feel the area. How does it feel? And like when I watched it live, I was like, ah, oh, really? Yeah, and, and and it didn't seem like it was like that much of a foul. And, and I was going for America, and I was like, ah, oh, really? Yeah, it didn't really seem like that much of a foul on the yeah. player either. The yeah. player, like, she ended up falling down, but it wasn't like yeah. a foul, foul. No, no, I thought it was weak because let's keep it real. Compared to men's soccer, I think women's is a lot more physical, so I always felt like that physicality. Is, is is understood so I, I see like a lot of elbowing and checking going on hard so I'm like oh but we're calling this though so yeah. alright I, I, I don't know whatever though like when it went to bar I thought it would be overturned it was too. not um, uh, Alex Morgan was going to take that penalty then Rapino stepped up to take it um, she she buried it yeah she's like yeah, well it was funny because after Rapino scored that first penalty in the seventh minute I saw Alex Morgan walk up to her and it looked like she was like let me get the next one it looked like she was saying that to her I actually wrote that down um, so when I went when she took, she extended for the next one. Maybe, maybe Alex Morgan was like, you know what? It's a lot of pressure. Like here, you take it, honestly. Yeah. And if she did that, I can respect that. Um, yeah, you want to give somebody like you. Maybe is good in the world, but maybe you, you don't have. If, 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 if you you're have, not feeling honest, it in your honestly, heart, like you should say, give it like away. Like they say. If you have any doubt in yeah, your mind, just give it. Just yeah. pass it because you have someone that's clinical too. Like, yeah. just and, let and, them. And if they're and not, if they're feeling it, like go ahead. Yeah, if they're not feeling that pressure, especially when you just made one, like you're definitely in the, in the role yeah. for it. Yeah, and if, and if Alex, I don't know like what they said about it. I didn't look mm-hmm. it up, but it, like if Alex Morgan was feeling like nervous. It's, it's Please. you're doing your team any, of any service doubt. by passing it to giving it to somebody who can you, take. You it. know what the doubt reminds me of, like that Paraguay penalty against uh, Argentina. When he got the penalty against Argentina, oh, yeah. and you could like kind of feel like he was thinking about like you, thinking about you it could feel much. like he he had to make it, so it's like oh like 
you're not gonna make this. And he like didn't he it got blocked. Yeah. But like um he didn't miss it, it got saved obviously. Yeah, yeah. But um I was like, Yeah, like you can just sense it in there. I'm like, you don't look like this is like you're about to thug this yeah, out right now. Penalties a lot of pressure and it's not it's easy. huge. Um, especially like when you're like uh, these countries, you know. Yeah, yeah, and it's a one one game. Yeah. Um actually in the ninety eighth minute I thought that uh Spain was actually calling for a penalty and I wanted to see the replay. They didn't show it. Um but then the game made it two one to USA. Um, let's get into what these quarterfinals are looking at. Really the, quick also yeah, before we start, um if they make an adjustment for VAR, they need to get rid of the rule not being not showing the, the, the VAR replays. Why do they get to see camera footage that we don't understand well, that rule? Well, we're gonna talk about VAR in a second. Uh, do we have to? <laughs> a little bit. Every time. Uh, okay, here's the here's the question. Um oh, well, here's, here's, this is what I'm calling this. Let me just read off these teams that's in the quarterfinals. We got Germany versus Sweden, Norway versus England, Italy versus Netherlands, France versus USA. This is the women's white cup right now. Women's and money I, cup. I'm just like, what happened to the global south out here? Caesar, by the next World Cup, 2022, it'll be 20 years since a team from the global south won the World Cup. Brazil, 2002. And a team from the global south has never won the women's World Cup. Obviously, it's only been since the 90s. But I'm like, damn, dude, what's up with the Global South? Not even any representation. Not even quarter- Australia up in there. Well, that doesn't count as a Global South, but... Uh, uh, are you talking about Global South in Southern Hemisphere? No, like the, the kind of like the developing uh, world kind of thing. Oh, yeah, that, Global that's, South. That, that's what it's called in the geopolitics you, game. You, just, 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 just go ahead and rock Cool, but like you're yeah. on a podcast that's not about geopolitics, so like you yes, want to elaborate is, what that actually. means. I, I'm, our audience is very intelligent. They know what I'm talking about. So, so I'm stupid? <laughs> well, you know, you said it. <laughs> you are wearing a do-rag. I'm joking. Wow. <laughs> You do look like Kells. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, I was kind of like, oh. I was like kind of sad. I was like, damn, this is the women's white cup right now. Um, but yeah, it is what it is. So we got Germany, Sweden, Norway, England, Italy, Netherlands, France, USA. Probably the only game I want to watch is France, USA. Um, that's the only game I'm like kind of have any excitement for, to keep it real. Um, Megan Rapinoe is like my favorite American player. She's so good. Like, she's just like, oh, she just blows my mind. And this Lavelle person is like literally like the it's female the person she's like messy i'm like i i saw her balling against thailand i was like okay let me like relax a little bit because i'm like this she's ridiculous but let me chill this <laughs> the best thing is to be like you're really yeah but let me good but let me chill but let me wait till you do but it then something. i'm like yo too like I, there was a pass it was just it was a through pass to rapino i'm like i don't know how you saw that like those are the passes that you see like Nobody makes those passes hardly ever. It's literally I only see Messi make passes like that. Oh, also, yeah. like damn Brazilian win, no sad. Well, they're in the global south and they are out. This is the women's white cup. Tough out here. Yeah, and it's a shame. I, I don't know what's going on. Like, you it, know what's it, going on. You know exactly what's going on. Those are all teams off top that you know what invest way more money into the women's organizations than the global south teams do. Sad, and it resonates sadly. like especially like culturally too in those countries as well too. There like otherwise like it's tough too. But also it really sucked for me to not see uh, Japan go through. You know like it really it seems they're not part of the global south either. I know they're not part of it, but I'm that was sure. really cool for me to see them like yeah. be be a tough team to beat yeah. and like even like seeing I want to see what Korea could do. You know China yeah. like that stuff. Like it sucks. That yeah. that really does suck. Yeah, Japan. Sorry, you don't. You know what would be south. better for the league? You know how they do like a lot of like implementation of teams based upon like how many like spots certain areas get. Mm. They should make it harder for teams, uh, European teams, to get into the in, into the World Cup. Make it easier for the uh, teams like in like Global South or whatever other conferences how to make so? it. 
but like making less spots for them and more spots for countries outside of Europe. Yeah, so, I don't think they need because charity. No, not charity, but open up more spots worldwide so it be, creates more development for the sport. Because it's not in the same spot as it's not in the same spot as a men's league is in terms of like popularity worldwide. So you want to grow the sport. Yeah, but I don't think that I don't think they. I mean, I'm not trying to call it charity as a no. But think about it. You have how many European teams right there? All of them are okay. But the, I'm saying like, why is it so wrong for me to think that? Other teams were on the world should get more spots because it. you have literally eight teams that are Europe right there. Yeah, but they won. They, 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 no, they had, listen to me though. You have eight teams from Europe. Why is it eight teams from Europe and then what? Like the other eight that lost are from spread out around the world. That's not fair. Caesar, hold on, hold on. How are you going to say it's not fair when they the European teams beat those other teams? They played them on the pitch yeah. and they won. Yeah, so, so it's fair. Don't let them all in. It's too ridiculous. It's too literally. <laughs> hey, you won, but you gotta go. Yeah, that's really good, but you gotta work harder. <laughs> yes. Yeah, sorry. Oh well. You should. Oh sp- wait a minute. You don't like working harder to get things, man. <laughs> talk to me about it. <laughs> talk. The best thing is all the Brazil posts. <laughs> we're like, we're like, oh, colonizers did it again. <laughs> that's all the Brazil posts. <laughs> you got a colonizer president. Um, okay, Caesar. Did you huh? see? Uh, did you see the? Um, speaking of VAR, uh, England beat Cameroon three zero. Did you see the VAR madness and the protests that uh, Cameroon women did? You no, didn't see. You, didn't. you didn't hear about it. No. What the hell is this guy? This guy's a sexist. I'm just joking. Wow. Uh, <laughs> well, the the, the um, there was some. I didn't see the game, but there were some crazy VAR calls. Apparently, I did see some of the highlights, and the Cameroon women felt like they were being treated unfairly, and they like kind of like didn't set up for the kickoff after a certain goal, and they were like complaining to the ref. They were like protesting basically on the pitch. Um, I think Gary Neville is it Phil or Gary? I I don't know. Gary. Gary. Um, he was saying how de- despicable it was. There was a lot of uh, opinions about this. I, I honestly, I thought you saw it. Um, I didn't. There was a lot of uh, you know. Was he you know, came over was, England? Yeah. Oh, uh, when Gary Neville was opposed to it, of course. Well, yeah, and and. and they were like protesting, and apparently they were saying that it was racist. Like these call, these calls that they were getting, um, like one of their one of their goals got called back, and then there was like some other stuff. You know, I'm not going to say like it was unfair. Like VAR is there to be VAR, and like when you have VAR, your 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 goals are going to get reviewed, and if there's anything that happened, it's going to come back. I don't like VAR. We said a year ago VAR is trash. We were like some of the originals talking about VAR is useless, and I just want to reiterate that. I said that in the World Cup last year, there was a game, Nigeria versus Argentina. The dude kicked the Nigeria player in the head in the box, and we know this because the ref stopped the play because somebody got hit in the head. The ref stopped the play because somebody got hit in the head. It was in the box. The only other player there was an Argentina player. How in the world is that not a foul if somebody gets hit in the, kicked in the head in the box? I don't understand how VAR can be used whenever it wants. It's inconsistent. There's not a clear rule base. There's not a adhe- There's not a code adhering to when it's supposed to be used no matter what. It's just terrible. And honestly, things like that happening, I don't blame the women or the team. I blame the system. Me when too. you have a, a broken system that has cracks or any kind of job or life, you make adjustments so things like this don't happen again. Sadly, they're not making adjustments, just riding it out. And stuff like this is a consequence of your own failed system. Absolutely. Also, get a new phone case. No. Um, but yeah, the, in the article they, they read about it, they were saying that, um, I, I saw this Cameroon kind of like, Refused to start the play, and it looked like they were going to sit down. Every a lot of people were wilding out, but there's been instances of players boycotting and, yeah. um, you know, doing acts against the match and during the uh, 
game. I have a screenshot here of, uh, what is this team? Um, in Argentina, San Jorge de Tucumán sat down to, pro, pro, to protest against the referee. It was a um, a second, it was like a promotion playoff game. Mm. And, the, and the team sat down. Um, speaking of boycotts, the, the in the World Cup, the Soviet Union boycotted a whole match, didn't show up. Players and teams, there's all kinds of things that happen. Teams get frustrated. Uh, federations don't want to do stuff. Boycotts and protesting is part of the match. If they didn't, if they felt like it was unfair, it is what it is. Um, you have tournaments and leagues that are basically ran and run through by European teams. So the, it, it, Europe is not a representative of the world. You have a world sport going on. People are, are come from different cultures and backgrounds where, yeah. where they feel like an injustice is going on. They act differently. So yeah. it's important for us to be more understanding of these behaviors and see why and they're, they're already happening. behind the eight ball. And especially trying if you're and you also make make sure efforts are being made to fix things. So if you want to do an understand this, it's a global sport, then you need to have rules and stuff in place so that globally everybody can get along and understand them then just have implement something and just say everybody go in there and if you don't want to be a part of it or you're mad at it then like you're a terrible person that's not how it works like you just handle things differently yeah and and you know especially when you camera who knows what they've gone through in their life so like if they feel like they're being treated unfairly who's to me to tell them they should just keep on going i don't get i don't have the right to do that nor will i ever say that and i'm Speaking from my end of perspective, what, Lord knows why the hell even Gary Gary say anything like that. Like it's not like any of us to speak on that. It's more about commissions and all that to fix these things so they don't happen again. Yeah, and I'm just like, you know what, dude? Like I seen a dude, uh, I seen Toti run over and kick Balotelli as hard as he could, and he's still a legend, and nobody talks about that. These women, it was Toti. I was um. It was no. The, you're talking about against Liverpool. You're talking oh, yeah, about. Against, you're, talking, you're talking about Jan okay, okay. I remember that. Yeah. That one too. But I seen Toti run over and kick him and just take his red card and walk off. That's worse than protesting the referee, in my opinion. Okay. So whatever. Um, also, before I've we, seen players shove and put fingers in ref faces. Yeah, I seen Messi choke out Rudiger, yeah. and Rudiger's on here fighting seen, against I've racism. Seen players, I've seen players make make weird advancement of a female ref. I'm like, what's going on here? Whoa. I think somebody throw a shoe at a ref. Um, okay, also before we get... I forget that ref had the pistol, though. <laughs> Where was that? In South Brazil, America, right? yeah. It was in Brazil, wasn't it? No, it wasn't Brazil? Yeah, it was. Okay. What of Caesar, it? I ain't mad at him. He pulled out the Roscoe on him. Um, okay, Caesar. Yes. Um, I want to say this really quick before we mm. talk about... <laughs> before we talk about NBA. Um, Grant Wall tweeted this. He said... In reference to the Women's World Cup, I think it was a Nigeria match, he said, let's talk about how all of us talk about African teams and black soccer players. How often do you hear high soccer IQ? How often do you hear pace and power? Um, and, you know, that's that's cool and that's cute. Like, yo, son, you're late to the party. Like, Grant Wall, like, I don't really follow him. And I tweeted back when we made it. I was like, you know, if you want to, like, change that, you need, like, more representation in media. That people that actually don't come into these sports with the bias already towards uh, black players. I remember uh, Matteo Bonetti used to say that all the time, talking about um, uh, different players and stuff. It was all in different teams. Always, like, the black players is athletic, powerful, fast. It kills me when I hear that. I'm like, I'm like, look at William Carvalho. What are you talking about? <laughs> you feel me? Uh, even Jossie is artist. I remember arguing yeah. something like, he's not fast. Even Josie Altidore, he's not fast. No. <laughs> like, 
like he said let's talk about how all of us talk about like no it's not all of us it's not all of us i don't know who us is or who all is that you're talking about there are people that are out here doing a consistent weekly podcast for two years with no breaks even when caesar's out of the town or out of the country even when i'm out of town or out of the country we drop stuff we care about the sport a lot and we don't talk about these players like they're just horses out there. No, I've we said, recognize their I, actual game. Yeah, I, I, I've never been I, I, a player. We we're not here over here saying that every single uh, black or strong or powerful or whatever he is. We don't do that around here. Yeah, just because they're black, we don't say that. Yeah, you, you need know, to have you. You can't be. It's like you said. It's really important to have representation in the media, representation in top uh, uh, organizations, mainstream representation media. in commissions. Lord knows when the hell there's ever uh, ever going to be a, a African or black commissioner of the FIFA. Or FIFA. I'll vote for you. All right, I'm down. <laughs> also, um, dang it, what I was going to say. Oh, um, oh, you know who the player that literally just gets by on athleticism more than anybody. This is the player that gets by. Just on being fast and being like having athleticism. This dude has the lowest soccer IQ of anybody, and he's a starter and he plays for a really good team. Nicholas Otamendi. He's the number <laughs> one. He's the number one. If you're talking if he was black, it would be a totally different story around him. Oh, yeah. He literally just gets by on having a size and like some level he, of speed. He, he has no soccer he, IQ he, at all. Every time I watch him, I get infuriated. He I think no I skills. think I think he has no None. skills. I think he's really dirty. I Damn. think he's no, no, honestly, honestly, it makes me really mad. Like he's super dirty when he plays and it really pisses me off. Like I really can't handle it. I don't, I know it's the same as like, oh, he's Brazilian, whatever, he's talking about Argentinians. Look, I don't care. I don't feel that way about tree trunk. I know tree. I don't feel like that about other Argentinian players at all. But when I, when he's on the field, I'm like, I know he's going to foul and it's going to be well, cheap. No, no, he's dirty. Okay, but let's he's, talk about the other. I, I'm getting, I'm getting to what you're, I'm saying because I've been building up to this. Okay, he's, he's dirty and I want to cuss and it's making me mad I can't because you brought it up earlier. Well, he's dirty. extremely dirty as a player and I hate it. So well, that, that's, that, 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 that's. That's his way of like making up, making up for being beat off, making stupid decisions uh, as a player, and, and try to rely on athleticism that you honestly don't even have the as well. No, he's too. A, no, he's athletic. Like he's fast, he can move, whatever. I don't care though. That's annoying, and he needs to stop being dirty. What's wrong with you? That he made me mad. So I hate that. You're, you issues. Future said, "I ain't trying to argue. I got issues." Um, Caesar. Anyway, Nicholas Otamendi is like the quintessential dirty player. Jesus, I can't with this guy. That last game, he had th- three yellow cards not called. He should have been out the game years ago. Oh yeah, they don't say true. anything. They never say anything about it. It's so annoying. If he was, if he was freaking uh, uh, Kulabali, they'd be talking about how how emotional he is and how he needs to control his aggression. If he was an African player, oh, right? absolutely. Oh, he's aggressive. He needs to he needs to be more disciplined for his play. No one ever said the word discipline in their life to Otamendi. I wouldn't say that, but they but they would no. talk. But, but they, they would, would immediately they would, they would talk about him different if he was like Imagine if it was Rudiger. Yeah, exactly. They Rudiger, would talk about Rudiger. Him. <laughs> okay, Caesar. Also, um, in the women's World Cup. Um, oh my God. There's been a little bit. Of, I forgot about this before we we're gonna talk about the NBA. Relax. You're the one getting you turning yourself all up, screaming all at the top of your lungs. Anyway, um, Put the do rag on. I'm fired th- up. This fool, this plum fool, oh. ever. You know what? Hold up. Hey, Don't hey, you hold on? Hold on. Nah. Hey, no, no, no. Hold on. I'm not gonna scream like all you. Right. Don't you ever open your fool mouth 
about Megan Rapino, Donald Trump. Don't ever do it again. <laughs> he's he's over here because they talked to him about uh, Megan Rapino. She's not singing the national anthem or putting her hand over her heart. She's a freedom fighter. She's referred to herself as a walking protest. I love it. This fool ever opened his goddamn old mouth about her. He said that um, I don't think that it's appropriate her doing that. You should have just said no comment. Um, and they asked him also about like the wage gap. He said, I think a lot of it has to do with economics. I mean, who draws more? Where's the money coming in? I know that when you have great stars like Ronaldo, some of these stars that get paid a lot of money, they draw hundreds of thousands of people, but I haven't taken a position oh, on all that. Oh, 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 whoa, nothing, not, I don't yet. care. Nothing Jeez. in life is better than Donald Trump telling people that something is not appropriate. Mr. I run America, the, the, the pageant talking about grabbing a woman by her privates, the same guy Thank who's you. not paying his taxes, all this stuff. But bragging about it. Yeah, bragging about it. But yeah, I was just mad that he ever opened his fool mouth to talk about a freedom fighter and an amazing, hardworking athlete, Megan Rapino. I don't want to ever hear it again. All right. Don't open your fool mouth about Megan Rapino, Donald Trump. You heard it here when we made a podcast. I ain't scared. Um, For now. Okay, Caesar. Um, let's talk. Let, you know what? Here we made a podcast. You know we're a sports. Sh- we're we're a, we focus on international football, but we're also a sports podcast. Obviously, episode one hundred eleven. We started off talking about Kellen Winslow and his criminal activity. He's a former NFL player. We've talked a lot about different sports here. We've talked about hockey. We've talked about golf. We've talked about um, uh, basketball, football, American football. Rowing, no, I'm badminton. <laughs> but um, we're gonna do some of our horrible, horrible NBA coverage. Um, hold on, let me pull up this article. Did I not pull it up? Um, Caesar, I have a question for you. Do you think the number one draft pick, Zion Williamson, named after the uh, city in the Matrix where the humans lived? <laughs> <on? laughs> I was expecting you to say some Babylonia or something, but you really went to the city in the Matrix. Named after the city. That, that big party. Shout out Keanu Reeves. <laughs> okay. And Lawrence Fishburne. Jada Pinkett. Tyler Perry was also in there. And Roy Jones Jr. Um, oh, yeah. Roy Jones Jr. He was, like he a, was in there. Yeah. He was in there. Um, oh, my God. And Mackay Pfeiffer. <laughs> no, he was. Was he in the Matrix? Yeah, remember. he was. I think he was in Divergent. No, no who was the guy who was? Uh, he was. It was him. He had the dreads and he was on the That's on not the Mackay radio. Pfeiffer. No, That's not Pfeiffer. Who no. was that? I forgot his name, but he was in this one movie with the Anthony Hopkins. They got attacked by a bear. I forgot the what name. The f- <laughs> I forgot the name of that movie. Though. It's a really good movie. It's a really he good was movie. in the movie. It was him and Alec Baldwin. Hopkins and, and Alec Baldwin. <laughs> Caesar, Caesar, hold on, hold on, hold on. You don't remember his name, but Caesar, you remember him being in the movie Caesar. when he got attacked. Caesar, in a movie with Alec Baldwin and Anthony Hopkins, and that dude with the dress, I forget his name, they get attacked by a bear. He's also in Best Man. He uh, is in Best Man. Yeah. The get, hell's his name? Uh, he, he was also in Romeo and Juliet. It is in Makai um, Fiber. Makai Fiber has a gap. <laughs> he doesn't have a gap. Yes, he does. He doesn't. Okay, he did an eight mile. <laughs> Yo, hold on. They got attacked by bears. Really good movie. But anyway, um, Zion Williamson. 
Do you think the number one draft pick of the uh, New Orleans Pelicans, Zion Williamson, do you think he's going to be good in the NBA? I think he is going to be good. Why, why is that? I know it's easy to say, oh, can be bust, but usually when you see players, I mean, you don't even see players like that who have that, like, uh, I guess, like, physical attributes and everything. Last time you see somebody like that even close was, like, LeBron James, and it turned out pretty well. Obviously, the people are anomalies. Um, it doesn't happen often. You can't compare Zion and LeBron. Look, man, I, I'm not comparing it, but that's the closest okay. person physicality really? wise I've seen. Yeah, he looks like the one thing Martin is about one me. thing in me about yeah, the one thing about Zion, I meant like height wise and like jumping, like athleticism, but like man, Zion's really like big, Jumpy. big, yeah, man, a little chunky. The thing is, but but I'll keep it real. If it goes the right way. You know, it's different than it used to be in the early 2000s and 90s. I think these teams are a lot more strict with, like, their diets. Yeah, and sure. There's an investment towards I think he's going to get in great shape, obviously. Um, and it, it also depends on, like, how New Orleans is, too. I think that – I think he can do good. I think he can do really good. Um, I'm more hesitant about really skinny players that were good in college going into NBA mm-hmm. than I am about players who are always physically large because the the, the – and especially, like, a tweener. Like, someone who's, like – Six nine, but really, or six seven that plays like a real power forward. I'm like, you're not gonna do good in the NBA unless like you have this just crazy what drive. What is his position? But he's like, he's like a, he's like a small forward still. Like, and of course he, he plays a like power that. forward. He's in today's NBA's power forward position. But like back in the day, he has like athleticism to be more of a wing player. I don't know, dog. I'm, I'm, but when I watched the Duke game, I was like watching like do a lot of like uh, 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 post up, posting up, and working in the box in the middle, and obviously stretching the forward some of his jump shots too. I don't know about this guy, dog. I'm just like, man, you look really big, and maybe he's used to playing at that weight, and I just don't know if it'll translate in the NBA like that. Okay, you I can be like you can be used to play well, but it's a. I think in professionally, it's a different investment when you're uh, uh, at the professional level, like tr- losing weight in their diet programs. I think he's gonna it might work out well for him. Yeah, I mean, they they, they teach you how to lose weight, but then they also teach, they also muscle. gain muscle and explosiveness, yeah. and I think he's gonna enjoy and feeling that. Like he's gonna okay. feel that. I don't know. I'm, I'm just I'm just wondering if, if there's two things for me. Okay. Two things for me. I guess, all right. I don't I know. This is, this is our terrible analysis, by the way. Yeah, well, yeah you're um, cutting off my if great If I analysis. was him, if I was him. <laughs> this is already funny. If I was him, <laughs> and I was trying to see who to model my game after at that size. You pick Bam. I pick Lamar Odom. He's not He's not. Like, I pick like, Lamar like, Odom. Okay, I pick Lamar because he's lefty. But, but he's you got to have that. Uh, That's a totally, that, because Lamar Odom was, it was never big and chunky. No, he wasn't. He was he skinny, was skinny got big. and tall. And got strong, yeah. Yeah, but he's that's a totally different guy. Lamar Odom was a point guard. Next? What was the other thing? Uh, he could just be like Robert Tractor Trailer. Oh, come on now. <laughs> R.I.P., by the way. I'm sorry. Oh, he died? He died, yeah. Years no. ago. Years ago. Damn. Yeah, yeah. Tractor Trailer I only died. said that because, you know, Charlotte Hornets and Pelicans just be the Hornets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't got the uh, Charlotte team now? Oh, it's Bobcats now. Yeah. No, they they got Charlotte Hornets back again. Shut up. <laughs> Where have you been, dog? Uh, it's been long... years since they, they got rid of the Bobcats, Bobcats thing. That was gone a long time ago. <laughs> I'll be watching basketball. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> but, but don't sleep on Lamar Odom, no. I just think um, it's weird that this, uh, what's his name, what, that one team has Bumble in their jersey. I'm like, what's going on here? Who? They got Bumbles, their advertising who? sponsor. I forgot who. It might have been the Clippers. This dude's here. I think the Clippers got bumped. Probably Wichita State. He don't even know what the hell he's talking about. Wichita State definitely doesn't have average. <laughs> if college teams are advertising jersey, I'm like, it's all over anyways. <laughs> yeah, seriously. They were hella, hella uh, late-stage capitalism. Do you ever, one funny thing, did you ever notice that, like, any player that has a, a team or, like, or like a brand tattooed on their body have to cover it? No, I'm be watching dudes like that. Isn't that wild? You though? be you be really paying attention. Isn't that wild though? You be paying attention to dudes hard, but that's so wild. Anyway, man. Zion Williamson, I'm questioning his size. 
I watched. I never watched like a full game of his at Duke. I watched him play a little bit. I watched two highlights. I'm not really. I'm not really in love with him as a player, but we'll see. Obviously, I could be wrong. I, um, you know what I didn't see from him? Hmm. I didn't see what would make him. I, I'm. I'll say this. I was wrong earlier about saying he's a wing player. You know why he's not a wing player? I remember right now. I clowned you. Uh, I didn't see him have coming up the court with the ball and, and, and setting up a half court offense and having one on one opportunities. He broke no, the first thing with the basket. He, he started from the middle. You know, working from the middle, and he he extends the floor with range. Like that's you, you, that's you fine. know you know what I thought. You know what he needs to do though. He's getting like a really good three point shot. That's so important in NBA now. Facts. You know you know what I thought. I'm like at his size and his like. What he's trying to do? Could he go up against Greek Freak? I'm like, nah. Greek Freak will shut him down. Greek Freak is really good. Yeah, I mean, not, and obviously, there's not a lot of players that's that good, but like, you're gonna get it, shut down by him. Gasol. It is really hard to go from being a good, like, being a really, really big guy to being good NBA than this to being like skinny with the frame, good NBA. It's like a different transition. Yeah, because look at that dude that um, that one guy was it Trey Young or something like that. He's playing mm-hmm. in Oklahoma and he's playing for the Hawks now. It took him some time to get acclimated, but like he's doing his thing a little Same bit. Same thing, Greek I remember when they drafted Greek Freak, I was like, who the hell is this? And he was like some twig out there, and he got into bulked the muscle up, program, got, got bulked up, and got, yeah. yeah. But like, he's Even not, like, Lamar was bulked up, everybody said he got bigger. I don't, yeah. I don't know how to call him fat, but he's chunky, you know what I'm saying? He's big. So he's a big like, kid. So, so like, it's, so I feel like it's more hard to like come, <laughs> I feel like it's going to be more hard to come off that uh, that weight. Like, you might be used to playing like that with that weight, you know, that bulk. I agree. And, and, them dudes are strong in the NBA. Like you can come at them with that bulk, but they can handle that. You got to be able to use that that strength and have speed. Yeah, you know. Um, Terrible analysis. We got this though. Yeah, I mean it's pretty good. But also, okay, the last thing I want to say about the NBA. Um, commissioner's name is the guy with the ears. I guess it's right here. Um, Adam Silver. They're saying that they are want to stop using the term owner in the NBA. Um, they want to, okay. yeah, they want to stop using that. Um, Adam Silver was saying that it's a dated term and he was saying that, um, uh, okay, Silver. Um, he said they were saying that the term owner is problematic because of his racial overtones. Wow. Um, he was saying that I don't want to overreact to the term because as I said earlier, people end up twisting themselves into knots avoiding the use of the word owner. But we moved away from that term years ago in the league. He said, we call our team owners governor of the team and alternate governor. Mm. I think it makes sense. Um, governor is great because that's what they call prison awards. <laughs> in Australian shit. But, uh, he said, you'll find the word throughout memos over the past decade in the NBA. Past decade, I didn't know that. He said, but I'm sensitive to it. And I think to the extent teams are moving away from the term, we'll stick with using governor. Um, he, the topic of owner being used in professional sports came up last year. When NBA player Draymond Green talked about it on the Braun show, The Shop, mm-hmm. um, Green was saying that the term CEO or chairman chairman should be used instead. I agree. That's but a good they were one. saying, uh, but chairman is, is a is a selected position. Yeah, usually a different position. And, and same and thing CEO. with president, and all yeah, that too. And CEO sometimes. Um, but I guess Snoop was saying that um, who was also on the episode. He said he likes the term, especially for himself, because he's an owner in entertainment and business. Um, John Stewart, I guess, disagreed with that. But uh, I think John Stewart was saying when your product is purely the labor of people, then owner sounds like something that is of a futile it, nature. If you, it's old world. If you own, like, if you have a business, it's a little different. But when you're, you, you're what when you these dudes own, running up and down, yeah, you know, and, and majority of minority race, hey yeah. man. Um, I guess that uh, oh, Adam Silver was saying that players have gone both ways. He said, I think a few players have actually spoken out and said the greatest thing that ever happened was when Michael Jordan was able to call himself an owner. He was. Um, that was a big moment, honestly. But um, I thought that was cool when you got the Bobcats. Yeah. 
He said, of course, uh, Draymond Green has been very public about the fact that he sh- that we should be moving away from the tournament. I completely respect that. Adam Silver said. No, but notice how nobody said it was the best one was when Jay Z was two percent owning the Nets. <laughs> yeah, talking about Jordan instead. Yeah, um, I just remember uh, watching one of the NFL shows and, uh, and watch. I forgot who it was, but it was the I forgot what player it was, a former player, and he was referring to the owner of the team, and he was and he he literally almost said, "That's my owner." He was like, "That's my," uh, he, like he like brought it back. But many times I've heard players in sports say, "My owner." I've Heard that many times. We've talked about it on the podcast before. I think we talked about it when that dude from the uh, Texans said that um, stuff. I forgot what episode that was. Says a prisoner the, the, running yeah, running the asylum or whatever. Um, that terminology is terrible, um, and it's just so uncomfortable. And like to hear players say "my owner" referring to like the boss, this is like, oh god. Like I know where they're coming from, but it just sounds crazy. Yeah. Many times we referred to professional sports as professional slavery. I'm not shy about that. <laughs> like, I do not care. We can debate it all you want. But, when, yo, even even Adam Silver is recognizing that to an extent when he's saying don't use the word owner. Yeah. Because it makes it sound more like slavery. Please stop using that. <laughs> yeah. So I think that's really dope. And uh, I think the NFL should move away with it. They probably won't. But um, they will. Maybe at some point, but the players don't really have as much agency in the NFL. No, but I think the players seem to have more say in things in the league too. In so. NFL or NBA? Yeah, NBA. No, I'm saying. I'm oh saying, yeah, yeah, NFL. No, no, no. Yeah, they're not going to do that. They were like, never no, mind. no, I'm no, saying no, crazy. No, no, no. Yeah, it ain't gonna happen. They're but, behind um, masks. <laughs> you feel me? But anyway, that's uh, episode 112. We made a podcast. Check us out on all social media. Shout Twitter, out Twitter, Peaches and Cream. You know what I'm saying? Um, let me tell you what I want to do. Wait, is that that's not peaches and cream? I don't know. There's it is. What's the one? I see you looking at me. I can tell. Me, you can feel me. Really. That's that's my job. Oh, Dance with come, me. Come, come. Uh, yeah. My drop tops in, in the, the parking, parking lot. lot. I want to thank you. Okay, stop. <laughs> you know we gonna go. <laughs> okay. Anyway, we made a podcast. I made a podcast on all social media. Okay. You know what? Okay, man. Damn, do sees out here. Uh, we made a podcast on all social media. I made a podcast. Make sure you check out Tiki Tucker Podcast and Jordan Gunner. Make sure you check out Caesar on Fistic Arts Podcast with Jeff Wall of Tiki Tucker Podcast. Um, yeah, make sure you keep it locked and holler. Good eater.